Bez Hashem Yisbarech. We're going to start a new simon today. Simon Yir Aleph. We get us a Kodesh. Which is the famous simon called the Haskil Chabina. To enlighten with understanding. One of the deepest, uh, most fascinating letters from the Alter Rebbe. Um, I once heard that Naskil Chabina is so enlightening, it's so powerful, it's so deep. The letter itself is so deep. The, the, the contents, the, the enlightenment that a person gets from this letter is so powerful that I heard a word that they said that everything that you learned up until today is a Hagdamatah Skil Chabina. And after you learn with with all the knowledge that you know till today, then everything you will learn after Laskil Chabina is only a Piddush on Laskil Chabina. Because Laskil Chabina is it's 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 one of the most profoundest simonim in the Geres HaKodesh. Just the two words alone, the first two words give you to understand how deep it is because the essence of the simon is to enlighten a person with understanding. Enlightenment, the idea of enlightenment is that if the word laskilcha comes from the word haskala, comes from the word chachma. Chachma means a spark, a spark of enlightenment. Like a person has a, a new business idea or a person has any idea, his mind, a light bulb goes off. But usually that just lasts for a second. Then afterwards you have to digest the, the, the knowledge. You have to digest the knowledge, extrapolate it, figure it out. And once you figure it out, you're, you're working through the, the lightning bolt that you had. It's like almost like you see a lightning for a minute and then all of a sudden you see all the roads, all the streets. Now the lightning went away and it's dark and now you have to figure out with what you saw. But even that is not a good metaphor because to, to hold on to the light of Chachma, to hold on to in the enlightenment that a person has in Chachma is some, something very, very hard to hold on to. And in essence, what the Alter Rebbe is teaching in this letter is that he's going to give us laskil chabina. He's going to allow us to to hold on the light of chachma, to hold on to enlightenment, to enlighten with understanding. It's a very, very deep concept. That's why this, on, on some level, this letter is a very fascinating journey. Very, very fascinating because it's it's not stamavort when you say that. Everything you learned until now is Agdama, and everything you learn afterwards is a beer, is because in Laskil Chabina, the Alter Rebbe is taking a person to the most profoundest places a person can get to in life. And he, and he says that how, does a, how could a person get there? How could a person get, how could a person get to the highest space that a person could be in, his, in this world? And he he says the, the only real way is laskil chabina. Really, when I give you this knowledge, when I'm going to give you full, complete knowledge, 
then essentially you will have you will have reached you will have reached where you need to go in life. You will have reached a purpose in life. Right? So a lot of there's many agdamas that we need to give to this simon. Well, we can't uh, <coughs> we, we 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 can't talk about unlimited, but in this simon he's going to address suffering. He's going to address the purpose of life, and he's going to address the highest space, a high, the most proficient, the most meaningful life that a person can have in this world. But he starts out with these two words, Laskil Chabina, to really teach you the way it's explained in Chassidus, that the highest thing that a person could get to into this world, like if a person had a magic button and he said, if I press this magic button, what would I want to happen? If I had the most money in the world, the big, if I had the best possible scenario, what would a person really want? He would want Laskil Chabina. He would want to be enlightened with understanding. Because all the money in the world and all the, all the goodness in the world, if you study history and you study and you see the, the greatest people, ultimately speaking, the idea was to be enlightened, to, be, to have complete knowledge about everything. People spend their whole life studying and studying. And most people don't, most people don't fully ever think about this at all. They don't think about what is... What is the most greatest aspiration that a person can reach in this world? And on some level, that's to have complete understanding. Like Shloim HaMelech, he knew the language of every human being. He knew the language of everything. He had the the greatest form of knowledge. Now, the question is, what did Shloim HaMelech really know? We always talk about Shloim HaMelech was the smartest. But do we ever ask the question, do we even have a grasp at all in what Shlomo Melech knew? Not all the knowledge that he knew, but like what was the Laskil Chabina? What was the most, where was he most enlightened? What, was, what is the deepest form of enlightenment that a person can have? Because knowledge, there's an infinite amount of knowledge. And on some level, Laskil Chabina, these two words, to enlighten with understanding, meaning to give a person enlightenment. Today, it's a very pop psychology, became a very famous word, this word enlightenment. One of the few, few places in Chassidus where you actually literally translate, if you look in, in Lessons in Tanya, they translate the word Laskil Chabina, to enlighten with understanding. Once you come into a place where it's light, the room is light, and you see, you see what's going on. The, if the light was turned on, then you have complete clarity in the in, in that space. You have the you have complete clarity. Ultimately speaking, most people walk around life and they do not have clarity. They don't. They can't see what the purpose of this world is. And there's a tremendous fear of death. Tremendous fear of suffering. Tremendous fear of pain. Not only talking about physical suffering. And a lot of this comes from, the way the Altareb is explained it in this sermon, comes from a lack of knowledge of what even is life. 
Most people don't even think to ask. They're afraid of death because they don't even think to ask what is life. And what Al Rebbe is going to do with this simony is he's going to go very deep into what is the purpose of life. What is the purpose? What is the meaning of life? And how could a person live the most meaningful life? And how could a person be the most free that he could possibly be? And, and how is it possible to, to, to have complete to have complete mastery over yourself, to know yourself completely. How is that such a thing even possible? And that's what these two words are about. These two beginning words is lahaskil chabina, meaning to say that once a person's enlightened, everything else, everything else is is a pidush after that. That's really, the side of this parak is that if I could give you true enlightenment, if I could bring you to where I am, this is what Al-Tanab is really saying. This is the way I learned it years ago. This is the way I learned it in Yeshiva. If I could bring you to where I am, if I could let you see the world from my glasses, you have no more questions. And once you know that, then we could start the journey together. If I could allow you to see what I see. The problem is everyone's hearing, everyone's blind. No one's really seeing what's going on in this world. And everyone's blind. And they're blind to the true, to the true to reality. They're blind to what life is. They're blind to what meaning is. They're blind to what happiness is. And if you're blind to what everything is, then of course you have a lot of suffering in your life. So ultimately, this parak is a very hard parak to understand, to digest, because it deals with suffering. And it deals with pain. And it deals with, 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 with a very high caliber. A very, it, it demands a very tremendous purity in life. Which most people, when they look at this, they say, really, I could, I could, I could study this, Perek, I could actually do this. And the answer is yes. If you laskil chabina, if you actually could... Hold on to the enlightenment that I'm about to share with you. That's what al Rebbe is saying. If you could hold on to this, then actually you'd be able to do it. The problem is usually it fades away, even if you get it, even if a lightning bolt goes off in it. Now I can honestly say for myself that certain areas of this Laskil Chabina changed my life because when you get to that enlightenment, when you understand these concepts, then they, they change your life. Just the knowledge of them alone. Now, now the goal is to hold on to that knowledge. If you could hold on to that knowledge, the knowledge itself will change you. That's really the power of this parak is that it's the knowledge, it's the enlightenment, it's the clarity, it's the visual. It's like if everyone else in the room is blind and you're the one who has sight, you, you can't explain to anybody that they're, they're, they're blind. They, they, they are all blind, but you actually have sight. And that's in essence what the Alter Rebbe is going to explain, that if you could have sight, if you could be, if you could see the truth of life, then you are automatically enlightened, then you are, then then everything else is, is much easier after that. Now, there's a few nakudas that are very important to know 
even though it looks like we're going barichas about this beforehand, but in order really to gra- grasp the depth of this parak over the next few days, Mitzvah Hashem, as Hashem, we have to know these hagdamas. I believe <clears throat> there's a famous thing in Chassidus that it says that Laskil Chabina. On one hand, these letters were written to everybody in general, right? And he wrote the Alter Rebbe always wrote Oyavai Achai Verayai. He wrote to my brothers, to my brethren. And over here, he wrote in individual. He did not use the word plural. He did not say, he said, to give you, to enlighten you with understanding. Why did he write in individual? And the Rebbe explains that really every single person, even though this letter demands a very high caliber, very high, a very high form of life, the Alter Rebbe actually believes that every person is capable of this. Which is why he wrote it individual. I was thinking about it when I was learning it yesterday and today, that there's another tremendous lesson that we need to learn from this simon. Which this simon deals a lot with suffering. And a person thinks sometimes, you know, after, after we learned what we learned in the last few days, person can think to himself sometimes you're going to learn this pedic, you're going to understand the depth of suffering that God forbid that if you understand suffering, even on the spiritual level, that you can make light of somebody else's suffering just because you understand suffering could God forbid never make light of anyone's suffering on the contrary, I think when you look at this peric in contrast to the previous peric Yud Aleph is a real matona. It's this letter to be enlightened with understanding, as we're going to get deeper into it, is really a matona that a person could get to. Because even though the Alter Rebbe wrote an individual, the average person who reads this letter says, "How can I understand it? How can I live with this?" But if you remember, we, the previous parak dealt with giving tzedakah in a way called Gitin Baad Nafshe. A person should give everything he has. Now we explained at length that that means doesn't just mean that you give everything you have, because only a tippish would do that. Then you would have nothing left. It means that you live a life where you and him are not separate, where you're able to feel another person's pain, where another person's pain, the boundaries of your body and his body are eliminated because you become highly conscious of another person's suffering. And his suffering becomes your suffering. So, in fact... Rav Chesed, you get unlimited kindness from the Eivishter by feeling someone else's pain. So it would be very, it's actually a direct continuation, this Perik, Yudalav Laskil Chabina. It's almost a matana. It's, it's a gift of, of, of living life where you feel another person's pain that you could get to realizing that your pain is, no, is not pain at all. But God forbid that through feeling someone else's pain, you would get to the knowledge that your pain is no pain, and therefore you would eliminate someone else's pain and say, oh, the other person is not suffering? It's on the exact contrary. You have to, a person who recognizes that he has no suffering is even more in tune with somebody else's suffering. He's even more in tune with, 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 with healing somebody else who's actually suffering. So it's very important, I would say, even though there's no Chadusha Mentanya, I would say that Laskil Chabin is an individual thing. It's not God forbid that a person should think, oh, you know, who is the Laskil Chabina? They said about one of the famous Chassidim that after he experienced tremendous suffering in his life, 
He said, Who is the Laskil Chabina? Where is the enlightenment of the understanding? And at that moment, he, his DNA changed. And the suffering that he experienced was transmuted. It was changed into happiness. And he really literally lived with that. But God forbid that somebody should come and say, Who is the Laskil Chabina? Where is the enlightenment of understanding to somebody else? Or that another person... Only when you have a deep, profound feeling of someone's suffering can you try to share with him, to enlighten him, to... to, 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 to to take off the heavy weight of his burden of the suffering, but not from a state of lack of empathy. <clears throat> I heard from Ramat uh, Chavida, he said an unbelievable idea where this, uh, I think this is very important. The Gemara tells the story about the Nochem Gamzu, that his Talmidim came to him and they saw him suffering beyond. He was, his body was full of blisters and, his, and, and he was crippled and he didn't have suffering terrible, the story is actually written on his caver, and they, 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 they couldn't understand what was going on, and the, the house was about to collapse, and they wanted to remove him, and he was suffering, untold suffering, and then finally, they, he told them, as long as I'm in this house, the house will not cave, and the minute after they removed him from the house, the house collapsed, and they said, if you're so great, if you're so holy, why are you suffering so terrible? And he told them, I would not have had it any other way. I would not have had it any other way. Because one day, a poor man came to me. And I told him, give me a minute so I could unsaddle my donkey. I had donkey with food. And and by the time I took my time, the poor man died. So the Nachemish Gamzu cursed himself. He said the hands that were insensitive to this person should be cut off and and so on and so forth. He said all these things that happened because I didn't share with you. I, I wasn't kind to you. Therefore, this should happen. And then the Gemara send, ends off with a very funny line. The Gemara says, why was he called Nachemish Gamzu? Because he always said Gamzu Latoyve. L'chayra, this story of Nachemish Gamzu suffering beyond and meeting a poor person who died, and him taking responsibility. What does this have to do with saying, So, Ramat Chavid told me an unbelievable, unbelievable lesson from this Gemara. And I think it's very connected to, as we're going to go into this, as we're going to learn and go on this fascinating journey, deep into a life of enlightenment, of understanding the depth of suffering, how... You might think that a person like Nochemish Gamzu, who lived with suffering, and always said Gamzu Latoiva, you might think that God forbid that's a lesson that when somebody tells you that they're suffering, or when somebody tells you, poor person, he saw a poor person and he said Gamzu Latoiva. You might think, he said Gamzu Latoiva. Laskil Chabina. You see someone suffering, you say, you're suffering. <laughs> Go learn Laskil Chabina. Chas v'sholem. That is really the lesson of the Gemara. The Gemara is coming to tell you, no, 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 you have to understand who Nachemish Gamzu was. The truth was, many Mephoshim say, there's no way Nachemish Gamzu could have even known that this person was about to die. And he said, I'll give you tzedakah in a minute. But no, the fact that he said, the fact that I wasn't sensitive enough, I wasn't empathic enough, the fact that I didn't feel you, and Nachemish Gamzu took such responsibility, was so harsh. The Gamzu Latoiva that Nachemish Gamzu said was only internal. It was only for his own suffering. 
But for another year of suffering, he went to the most extreme level. He went to the most extreme. He was extremely in a space of non-understanding, non-conforming. And, and that's why the Gemara says these two things together. Because it said, do not think for a moment that if you're going to be highly sensitive and highly intuitive and highly gifted with tremendous understanding that you're going to ever come out from this pedic and say, I understand someone's suffering. I understand why bad things have to happen to good people. Chas v'shalom, it's the exact opposite. Laskil chabin is an individual mandate. It's only for you to understand. In fact, you will be high, you will be so much more sensitive to someone's suffering. You will see how little, how, how, how much people suffer. The fact that also the fact that he doesn't know, that a person doesn't know, that a person is not enlightened is also a form of suffering. You become more conscious of a person's suffering by learning Laskil Chabina, not less. It's a matana from Simon Yud. It's from living a life where you feel someone's pain. Not only can you, and that's why another reason, Yeshloimer, that the Laskil Chabina was, was, was said in an in individual tone. Because, because, it's so, because when a, per, a person has to be so much more sensitive to someone else's suffering, Because Nachem Gamzu, when he when he saw another person, when he saw another person, the the feeling to another person suffering was so paramount, was so it was so it came from such a space where he himself, for he himself, he had no needs at all because he was busy feeling everyone else's pain. That's really the essence of what of what of of what's going on. So we're going to met Hashem over the next few days. We're going to go very deep into this Laskil Chabina. And on one hand, we have this idea that it's a very, very deep parak, and it demands a tremendous caliber. But on the other hand, we, it's the idea is that the change that goes through a person when they get to the depth of, the, of, of, of Laskil Chabina is... It's holding on to this enlightenment. If a person could hold on to this enlightenment, then then their life will really they, they could really their life could really be changed. But on the other hand, Laskil Chabina is an individual mandate. It's not for a person to 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 take this lesson and, and try to tell another person to to, to live with that. It's, in fact, it's the exact opposite because the 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 biggest soy that's going to come out of this parak is that there's a misconception with what life is. There's a misconception, and all of suffering, all of suffering, is what. Cre- is, is comes about from this misconception of what life is. Meaning to say, many people, even if they have what they want, they're still not happy. And they're also suffering. 
And what is the reason that they're suffering? And the answer is that they don't really know what the opposite of suffering is. What is the opposite of suffering? Pleasure? Non-suffering? What are we seeking? What are we really seeking? Right? If a person had a magic button, what are we really seeking? And that's what the Rebbe is going to go deep into understanding. What is a person seeking? Let me enlighten you. Let me take you to the deepest space where you could know what is the most meaningful life with. What is the happiest life? And as we're going to go deeper into it, we're going to see that the deeper you get to this knowledge, the more sensitive you have to be to another person's suffering. We'll just say one Nakuda before we expound on it tomorrow. That people are searching many different things in life. But sometimes a person's life, 70, 80 years go by, and a person said, oh, when I'm going to grow older, when I'm in the future, right, I was on Pesach, we went away for Pesach now. People said, while I was talking to somebody, he says, next year Pesach, I'm going to go here in India. So where are you this year Pesach? If you're saying next year Pesach, you're going to go. In the middle of Pesach, if you're saying next year Pesach, where are you? And what's going to be next year Pesach? You'll be talking about the next year Pesach. And that is the beginning of all suffering. The beginning of all suffering is to always talk about tomorrow. And that tomorrow will will never come because there is no such a thing as tomorrow. Because no tomorrow ever came as tomorrow. But most people live their whole entire life tomorrow and that is the root of all suffering. And that is the essence of this parak. That when I live now, when I meet what, what I meet Hashem now, when I meet now, I meet Hashem. Why? Because Hashem is creating the world from nothing to something now. The past, what does it mean the past? The past means in the past, the past, Hashem was creating it from nothing to something at that moment. So what's the most important thing in my life? This moment right this second, no matter what's going on. What's the best moment in my life? This moment right now, because that's all you ever have. And to eliminate time in the, in the sense of psychological time, accumulation, hopes, becoming, to eliminate all of these things is the greatest serenity that a person has. Even psychologically, when they get deeper into it spiritually, what it means living with Hashem and recognizing that our definition of what is pleasure and what is pain, our definition of what is suffering, what is a happy life, what is our, our definition of meaningful, the definition is backwards. Laskil Chabina means I came to enlighten you with understanding that you should see what's joy, not what's pleasure. As we're going to see that holding on to things, accumulating things, saying next year Pesach will enjoy is the root of all suffering. Of course there's such a thing as actual physical suffering that God forbid nobody should ever have. Of course there's such a thing as psychological and, and spiritual and all different types of suffering. But the root of all suffering comes from as we're going to go very deep into it, a tremendous desire for something in the future or holding on to something in the past, all the while squandering your relationship with Hashem, your relationship with the now, your relationship with your presence. You are present now, you're only now. The future is an illusion of the mind. People are trapped in that. And the past is an illusion of the mind because when the past happened, it was now. 
might have been a traumatic, it might have been suffering. And if there's only now, now is the most beautiful moment in the world, even if there's a slight amount of pain. Now is the most important thing, because now is where you're alive. Now is where you make your stand. And your reaction to now, your, your, your appreciation for the moment that you have now, is entirely up to you. And if you only recognize that there is only now, your, your life only unfolds in the now, then you are, then you are free, then you are enlightened, then you, are, you have a deep understanding of what's really going on. Amen, Hashem, we'll continue tomorrow, we're going to get much deeper into it.